And how did I start? I started with a green juice. It's the core of a strength eating diet. So I stopped like with this whole deprivation mindset. I got to give up sugar, the white knuckle approach because it never worked for me. And I just started adding in foods one at a time that strengthened my body from the inside out. And it was amazing guys, because literally within about 20, 21 days or so, my cravings stopped. I'm talking about a lifelong yeah. addiction to sugar. My cravings were gone. I'm like, this is insane. By adding in something like this, greens, well, why? Because greens are high in minerals, right? And it's the magnesium that my body was really craving. That was the key thing. That's why so many people love chocolate and their body's really craving the magnesium. Hello, hello, high vibe in it, homies. Welcome to another awesome episode of your favorite podcast, High Vibe in It. We are here with a new friend, Dr. Daryl Joffrey. He's awesome. You're going to love his energy. He's already bringing it to the table. He was going into too much good stuff before we started recording. We were like, stop, stop, stop. Don't say anymore. We got we to gotta start recording. But this is going to be a really timely episode for everyone as it is the new year. Many people have health on the forefront of their mind, which is good, but we don't want to lose that. So we'll we'll go into some tips there. But Dr. Daryl is a celebrity nutritionist and gut health expert. He's an author. He's an all-around great guy. And we're going to have an awesome conversation with him today. So Dr. Daryl, thank you for being here and joining us. Right on my high vibing homies. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so great to see you guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, the homies and the homets. So we yeah, always want right. to start. <laughs> <laughs> we always want to start the shows kind of getting to know in case people don't know if, if they don't know your name or what you do, kind of your story, your journey, how you got to this point. I briefly read in your bio that you're a former sugar addict, which I know a lot of people wouldn't maybe aren't there to admit the sugar addiction, but I think you're in good company, uh, needless to say. So what is your kind of story and how you got to care about guts so much? <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're in very good company. Most of us are addicted to sugar and, um, you know- And don't want to admit it, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, was, I was that guy. You know, I was the shoemaker with no shoes. I was 50 pounds heavier than I am today. I'll never forget the day my office in New York City and I was leaning over because I'm also a chiropractor in addition to all the nutrition work I do and the functional medicine and live blood cell, my, you know, microscopy, do a lot of crazy, awesome stuff. But I was leaning over to adjust a patient and literally my pants split right down the backside. Um, true story, true story. And thank God I had a pair of jeans in the closet, um, you know, bright red. And uh, for me, it was, you know, an, an embarrassing moment, but, you know, a painful moment, but pain sometimes is what we need to make a big drastic change in my, in our lives, right? Our you, lifestyle. Hold on. I have to, do you know how many people come on this show? I know you, you've heard so many stories of people are like, yeah, this was my rock bottom moment. Your, your spirit guys must just be so funny. <laughs> They're well, like, this is going to be his turning point. Let's split the We're going to show him. <laughs> I, I, I hate to say it guys that or your higher wisdom there, or something. There have been many rock bottom moments. This I can look back and say was one of the funny ones. Unfortunately, there's been yeah. there have been some not so funny ones. Um, and all of them I look back as major life lessons. And at the time they didn't seem like a lesson because yeah. the pain was so bad. Um, but out of pain, you know, you turn that to purpose. And my purpose has become to help as many people get through the struggles and the suffering <laughs> and the anxiety 
that life is bringing on. Let me tell you guys, the last three years has been brutal for everybody. You know, for most of us, stress is managing us and, you know, there's nothing more acidic to the body. It outweighs anything you can eat and drink a million times to one as far as what stress does. I mean, we are literally marinating in our cortisol. So it's not about lowering the stress. Yeah, let's try to do that if we can, but it's about how can we better manage stress on our lives? And that is absolutely doable. And through all of these ups and downs in my personal life, I've realized how to do that. And it's not based on deprivation because deprivation doesn't work. You know, I was a sugar junkie. Doesn't work. I was 50 pounds. And and look, it it does work for a few people, albeit it's a noble approach. But the problem is, is that when you go with that white knuckle approach, like so many people do right now at this time of year, um, you're not addressing the true underlying reasons, the deficiencies, why you're addicted to this white substance in the first place. Because the reality is that sugar is a drug. It's become America's drug of choice. We're all addicted. And and you're questioning if you are addicted or not. Here's the test. Try not to eat for two or three hours and see how you do, right? The average American's eating 17 times a day. How insane is that? I'm not talking just about breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's all the snacking in between. Why? Because we're using those carbs and the sugar to basically pump up the dopamine. It's It's not like the feel good taste we're addicted to, it's what that drug is doing to our brains. And this is why so many people will stop alcohol or another addiction and they end up gaining 50 pounds because they turn to this other drug, sugar, which was my drug of choice for for so many years. Um, So for me, that day in my office was a big moment because I realized that I was a walking contradiction. Here I am telling my patients, you know, don't do this and don't eat sugar and you gotta eat this and that. And I was going back to my office drinking Cokes pounding Caramello's bar, Nestle's Crunch bar. And again, um, it, it was the addiction. You know, I tried to stop for two months or six months or whatever the time was. It's the, the yo-yo that we all know so much about, but that drug pulled me right back in. And why was that? Because I never addressed the underlying deficiencies and toxicities in my body. I, I look at my health and the health of my clients and people like a plant, right? If that plant starts to wilt, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Water. Right. So sun. Environment. Dirt. Good. Oh, wow. Well, stop, stop. Yes. You got <laughs> Why not drugs or surgery, right? Why not drugs or surgery? This is where so oh, many doctors go yeah. to. But like, let's get back to common sense standpoint. Like, yeah, the plant needs sunlight. The plant needs water. The plant needs nutrients. But get it. That plant can still wilt and die. Maybe we prolonged its life with the things that that plant needed to strengthen it. But maybe we forgot about that gas station next door that was leaking toxins, gasoline into yeah. the root system of that plant making that plant sick and toxic, right? And what's the root system of the body? It's the gut. We're going to get into this, but Hippocrates said it the best. All disease begins in the gut, and he was right. So we got to talk about that. But that's the thing is like the cause of all disease is deficiency and toxicity. This is why so many clients come to me. They're like, Dr. D, I'm doing your strength eating. You know, I'm exercising. I'm meditating. I'm taking all the supplements. Like, why do I still feel like crap? Right. Because we didn't, uh, you know, talk about the toxicities that are in the body. So once we give the body what it needs and remove those toxins from the body, now the body can restore itself, can heal itself. And that's exactly what I did. And how did I start? I started with a green juice. It's the core of a strength eating diet. So I stopped like with this whole deprivation mindset. I got to give up sugar, the white knuckle approach, because it never worked for me. And I just started adding in foods one at a time that strengthened my body from the inside out. And it was amazing, guys, because literally, Within about 20, 21 days or so, my cravings stopped. I'm talking about a lifelong yeah. addiction to sugar. My cravings were gone. I'm like, this is insane. By adding in something like this, greens, well, why? Because greens are high in minerals, right? And it's the magnesium that my body was really craving. 
that was the key thing. That's why so many people love chocolate and their body's really craving the magnesium. So I kept on going, adding in more healthy things and more healthy things and bouncing on a rebounder and eating salads. And the more I stacked and stacked and stacked over time with my body, my health, my energy, the good outweighed the bad. And within about three and a half months, I dropped 50 pounds, not because my goal was weight loss. You know, I refused to buy bigger clothes, obviously, um, but it was a byproduct of basically strengthening my body. Um, and that's why, you know, to this day, I talk about strength eating, um, strength exercising, um, strengthening your mind, strength living, all right? If you live a strength living lifestyle, your body will know what to do because God heals us. We just got to get the interference out of the way to allowing that power that made the body to heal the body. And here I am many, many, many years later, and uh, the story continues on and on, you know, which how, you know, I lost my father to esophageal cancer. And that's really how I became a gut health expert. Um, it wasn't by choice, it's because I had to, um, you know, reflux is probably 80% of the clients that come to me now, but I can tell you this, the gut is the core of all dis-ease, lack of balance, lack of harmony in the body. And the more disease that happens, the more disease people get. And all those downstream issues from, you know, chronic inflammatory diseases like cancer, uh, heart disease, diabetes, Alzheimer's, which parallels inflammation of the brain, that look to the gut. Um, and other things like weight gain and hypothyroidism and, uh, you know, sexual dysfunction and reproductive issues, right? We have to look at where is this inflammation coming from? If we can address that root cause, then and only then will the body heal itself. Mm. You're preaching to the choir. We love your approach because we are self-love advocates and we know that deprivation is not a sustainable way. Like sometimes it works a little for some people, but really what you're talking about and the way that I would put it in energetic terms is doing every act in a form of love for the body. You're yeah. doing it to strengthen the body. You're not doing it because you need to lose the weight because you hate yourself. Maybe there is yeah. an aspect of that there, but the underlying sponsoring energy of making these changes and adding in, making your life more abundant, right? More abundant in nutrients is to love yourself, ultimately fortify your system, feel better, have more energy, have a better life, have more enjoyment. So we are totally here for it. Yeah. We support your teachings a thousand million percent. So thank you for being here. And I'm really curious. So You'll appreciate this. I like I like your test of how long can you go without eating and how do you feel, yeah. right? Because I used to be one of those people who would get so hangry. And <laughs> I thought it ran in the Love family. Bad diet runs in the family, right? I didn't put two and two together until I started eating better. But I was like, oh, Raldi's, we just get hangry. We have really fast metabolism. We have to eat all the time. We have to eat all day. And when I switched my diet from basically cereal, pasta, a lot of mm. carbs, like not everyone would look at that and say, oh, it's so much sugar, right? Because I wasn't eating candy. Right. I wasn't eating sweets, but I wasn't eating nutrition. <laughs> I wasn't getting right. a lot of nutrients. Well, and carbs just convert to sugar, don't they? Absolutely. Yeah. I, mean, I, I love that you're saying this. I think this is the big challenge that you have. When you walk into a grocery store, the research shows that 74% of what you see and are going to buy has added sugar to it. You know, so our challenge and, you know, most people out there is that the manufacturers have gotten away with this, you know, and they've literally snuck sugar into our diet. It's hiding in so many foods that we wouldn't really think as sugar. It's hiding in pasta sauces and salad dressings and protein bars and low fat yogurt. I mean, that's a big one. People think that low fat yogurt is a health food. That's one of the worst foods you could put into the body. I mean, I want to get into the politics of the sugar industry, but, you know, what happened was back in the 1960s, the sugar industry paid off um, a few Harvard scientists to basically manipulate the studies to show that 
fat was the demon, you know, of fat course. was the cause of, of the epidemic that was being created. So what did they do? They took fat out of all the food. Well, the problem was, is that the food tasted like cardboard. So in came sugar to the rescue. And then what you saw was a rise in epidemic proportions of all those chronic diseases I talked about, but you also saw a linear rise in sugar um, and also all these foods that it's hidden. I mean, there's now 62 hidden names of sugar. You're not going to see sugar yeah. on the label. Oh, yeah. You will for some Ugh. really awful crap products. When I say crap, C-R-A-P, uh, completely refined and processed. If that's <laughs> what it is, right? Um, but like, you're not, you'll see things like maltose and dextrose and, um, you know, maltodextrin, sucrose. Uh, sucrose. Yeah, I mean, anything that ends in O's is sugar. So it might not be like the number one ingredient on other ingredients, but if you look at like, okay, there's sucrose, there's dextrose. It happened with a client this morning. Um, you know, she was having some major gut issues and she sent me over a product that she was having. And the first two products on the other ingredients well, she's like some nutritionist recommended and I just started working with her. It was maltodextrin and then sucrose. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like, how can people see this? So we have to try our best to become conscious label readers, but it's not our fault. It's not your fault if you're listening to this because they want you to be customers to what I call the sick care industry for the rest of your life. We, we don't have a healthcare system. We have a sick care system. I mean, we make up 5% of the world's total population. We spend over 50% of the world's money on what they call healthcare, but I call sick care. But mm -hmm. the WHO, which I don't give much credibility to at all, in a recent survey rated us, uh, I think, 72nd in world health. I mean, how insane is that? The United States, 72nd in world health. God, I can't name 71 countries ahead of us. There's only right? like 90 total. So that's yeah, pretty bad. There you go. There you go. So <laughs> I think how, it's 89, that 90. <laughs> that we're the most technologically advanced country in this world, but like we are like one of the sickest countries. Why? because it's like the pill for every ill, give me like a potion or a lotion or a tonic. When I feel sick, it's time to go to the doctor. The doctor's gonna put something in you or take something out of you or speed something up or slow something down. But the problem with most allopathic medicine, I'm not here to beat up doctors because doctors have saved my life. They saved my parents' lives. We need doctors for crisis care, right? They're not doing healthcare. We need them for crisis care. If I get hit by a bus, don't take me to Dr. Darrell, right? Take me to the hospital, take me to the crisis care system. But what are we doing all yeah. those days in between? We got to start getting to the root cause and stop chasing symptoms. A symptom is just like a sign that something's going off in the body. It's the last thing that shows up. But most doctors are snipping the wire to the alarm. Oh my gosh, I feel better. But guess what? The fire's still raging in your house. It's gonna take you out. It's gonna kill you. It's a slow death. You might know it, you might not know it, but it's gonna happen. It's awful. We gotta get to the root cause and start to look at these underlying issues, the physical, emotional, chemical stresses that ultimately are causing the body to go out of balance, creating the disease that we're all suffering with. Yep, yep, I'm with you. So to my point, what I was gonna say is, I was super hangry all the time, couldn't last more than like two hours without a snack. And I obviously changed my diet because I had a cervical issue, cervical dysplasia, working on, still in the process of healing, but I think I'm on the tail end now, through food, through nutrition, all the doctors telling me to get surgery, cut the cells out, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't want to cut my cervix up. Thanks, I'm good. And so I've been working on healing through food. And now I never realized that hanger was not what I thought at all. I can go hours and hours without eating because I am having my nutrients. I'm having my bone yeah. broth. I'm having my veggies, you know, and I'm not hungry every five minutes like I was before because my body is actually getting what it needs. And when I get hungry, yeah. I don't get angry. I think that's the difference, right? I'm like, oh, my stomach is empty. Let me eat something. Not like, <laughs> like before. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's awesome. So, you're you're yeah. more what we call metabolic flexible. You know, you've trained your body to basically know which fuel it needs to burn. The challenge is that uh, most of us have become sugar burners, you know, and when we are stressed, we go to stressed eating. We're not reaching for the broccoli. We're reaching for comfort foods, which is in other word, junk food, right? Hangry foods. Um, and again, they're going back to that average American eating 17 times a day. Like that's the reality. So we eat a food and that food is a carb or some form of sugar or something that's going to make us feel good in the moment, right? Self-soothing. And then what happens is we burn that specific food for fuel. So if we eat sugar, we're burning sugar. And that becomes something now that we're going to crave. It becomes this vicious cycle. And that's the big problem. You know, we want to basically now start to train our bodies to burn fat. And that's what metabolic flexibility is, especially for the brain. The brain is 60% fat. So it's really about adding in the right foods, the foods that strengthen our body. But one of the biggest deficiencies I see in people's diets are fats that heal, right? Keto is a very big thing right now. And I love keto, but there's a good way to do keto in a bad way, a clean way, and a dirty way. And for most people this time of year, they're like, oh, I'm going to do keto. I'm going to do intermittent fasting. And I love that. It's great. But they increase their protein. And many times it's too much protein. So mm -hmm. now they're eating too much protein. And that turns to sugar in the body. So they think they're doing something good for their body. And it happens in the liver. It's called gluconeogenesis. So the body turns that protein to sugar. So now we come into that vicious cycle again. But then they start eating, increasing their fats. Well, that's a good thing. But wait, there's fats that heal and fats that kill, right? So we're talking about healthy fats, right? Fats that basically um, are nutrient dense, like avocado, which I call God's butter, and uh, healthy nuts and seeds, and you know things like wild caught fish. And if you start to put those foods into the body, you start to stack those foods over time, you're going to crave less and less of those hangry type of foods. So well done, you know. It's it's not something that's hard to do. You just got to know the right strategy to do it. And I think. The biggest challenge people have this time of year is they go from one extreme to the other extreme. Like I'm going to go from 17 yeah. meals a day and I'm going to go like to intermittent fasting and it just doesn't work. You know, so in Get Off Your Sugar, my newest book, I teach people how to do it the right way where first and foremost, you've got to replace the unhealthy snacks with healthy snacks. If you're ready to start manifesting more money, which I mean, let's be real, who isn't? You're in luck because I'm giving away a bomb guided meditation, if I do say so myself, that will help you to do just that for free. In the money meditation, I'm guiding you through my special process for aligning with the frequency of abundance, releasing your resistance, and manifesting that money, honey. Personally, I've used this process to manifest 28K months, new income streams, a way better job for my husband, book sales, you name it. People who have been using the meditation are messaging me saying they got surprise bonuses, new opportunities out of nowhere, clarity on their next steps, money breakthroughs, more clients in a week than they would normally have in a month, and a bunch of other cool stuff. So needless to say, it's a super, super powerful energy shifter. So go grab yours while it's still free at kelseyaida.com mm freebie. And I'll have the link for you guys in the description. Happy money manifesting. All right. And then as you start to eat more of these healthy snacks, then you can start to take away the snacks, eventually getting to three meals a day, and then eventually moving that to two meals a day if you want to intermittent fast. But like three meals a day, your body could be like an acid kicking machine that way, but it's got to be the right foods. Um, and it sounds like you rocked. It sounds like you did it the right way. So congrats. Good job. Thanks. I was working with a really good nutritionist and she also is... Um specializes in Chinese medicine. So she would explain it to me from all the different energetics and the science. And it was cool. And I learned so much. And I'm like, the last time I went 
for a checkup that's probably like TMI. If you don't want to hear about cervixes, sorry. But um, I had the dysplasia in three different areas. And last time when they checked, it was only in two. So one area totally disappeared. It's clearly getting better, even though the doctor wouldn't acknowledge it, which is very annoying. But uh, yeah, so it's working. I'm feeling better. My skin looks amazing. It's all, it's all, it's all happening. It's all in the well, up. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, finish, finish. Th- that's basically what I was oh. <laughs> I was just giving testimony to what he's saying that, yes, it works. (laughs) Yeah. And it is interesting that you bring up skin. I know that most people, when they think of, I don't know, I feel like the consensus is like, well, the reason that I would want to eat healthy is to lose weight. The reason I would want to eat healthy is to look outside how I feel I should look, you know, how I feel on the inside. But like, there's so many, there's, there's a, a full list of reasons why you should care about your gut. And for me, it showed up in like my skin, as Kelsey was saying, like her skin looks great. My, I found, I was having like this rashy response on my, just one spot on my neck, but then my kid, two of my kids actually got really bad. What I can only describe as eczema. I didn't, I thought eczema was something you were born with. It was like a manageable disease. I didn't know. I didn't know that anybody could get it at any time and that it's a quite possibly a, a response from the, your gut. So I, I've done you know, some education as we all do when something happens to us and we're like wanting to learn about it, but it never once was a weight thing for me, but it is equally as important. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's equally as important to anyone who's having any type of issue. And I think that's what you're trying to say is like, there's every reason to to focus on this and to start here. And just, just so everybody's clear, you said Hippocrates said, yeah, father, modern medicine said all that's where the hippocratic oath comes from said all disease starts in the gut or i'm paraphrasing all disease all disease begins in the gut if anybody doesn't know i'm sure you do this guy was like two thousand years ago (laughs) why is it taking us so long to get this fact yeah i mean i know what you're gonna say (laughs) let's say um no it's 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 hard because, you know, it's it's like most doctors aren't talking about it, especially, you know, back in the last two years. I'm not going to mention the C word, but it's like, why is the gut so important? That's what we have to talk about. 80% of your immune system lives in your gut. 80% of your nerve system lives in your gut. 95% of the serotonin, your happy, feel-good hormone, doesn't is not made in your brain. It's made in your gut. And most important, your gut is the first line of defense, the stealth pathogens in the water that you drink, the food that you eat, the air that you breathe. It's critical. You know, so why aren't doctors talking more about this? And I hate to say it, doctors are stuck in their own world when clients come to them or patients come to them. And, you know, it's like, let me give you a pill. Let me give you a potion. That's what they do. Um, most doctors aren't trained to, to know about this and um, to look into this. And it's, it's, it's a tragedy to me, to be honest with you, because again, you're not really getting to the root cause. Um, I was talking about it. I think it's critical. I think the tie in your two points together with cervical dysplasia and the skin, it's like, I like to keep things simple and use stupid analogies, but if a potato has all these like dark spots on it, like allopathic mentality is it's like, let's cut it out, let's burn it out, let's uh, poison it. And that's what chemotherapy radiation surgery is, right? And I'm not saying there's not a time and place for that, right? But yeah. what I'm saying is, is that if you see something on the skin, right, on our body, you have to understand is that that's the body's cry for help. It's trying to get something out. Your skin is the largest detox organ of the body. I'll never forget when Bobby Brown uh, first came to me I was excited because I thought it was like the singer Bobby Brown. I'm actually like dating my, my age right now. Legendary yes, like makeup four, artist. 
I'm 48 years old. I'm, so I'm like, I'm like Bobby Brown, you know, whatever song. Thought of Mr. Houston, like, but Kelsey is thinking of the makeup artist, and that would be. I'm my a sister. cosmetologist, so when you said Bobby Brown, so and I grew was, up in the 90s. It was the make. It was the makeup artist, and my wife's like, no, Daryl, like it's the makeup artist. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, all right, and uh, you know, she became a very dear friend of mine. She is to this day, and um, I wrote a section in her book about skin issues, right? Um, beauty from the inside out. And half of the book is amazing, talking about all the amazing things you guys do for your skin and all that cool stuff, which I know nothing about. But the other half is how to heal your skin and look awesome and look great, but from the inside out. I was talking about the gut and leaky gut because it doesn't matter if it's eczema, um, if it's psoriasis, if it's dermatitis, if it's rosacea, whatever like name the doctor decides to call it. Because a name, a diagnosis, what is that all about? All right, the word diagnosis means die, meaning to, agnosis means not knowing. The patient and the doctor both don't know what the hell's going on, right? So let's <laughs> stop putting like names onto things and start to address the cause. So when you see something on the skin, it's coming from the gut, all right? Leaky gut is something that 100% of us have, all right? The research says 80%. No, my research has confirmed 100%. I've done this through live blood cell analysis, thousands of tests. And the, the question is how much leaky gut, or it could be a little bit of leaky gut, which is not an issue, but some people have a lot of leaky gut, right? Explain so basically- Explain what that have, is for people that are very, it sounds horrific, but I know it's not, <laughs> it sounds like well, you're just like a spigot. <laughs> it's a big hole in your gut. Literally, it's it's what it is though, you know? it's So you have your gut and then you have your blood and in between the gut and the blood. So once we're in the blood, it's like in the whole body, right? The blood is the systemic highway. It's the river of life that goes to your entire body. And then there's your gut from the mouth all the way out to you know where, right? <laughs> so in between that, there should be this dam. And the job of that dam is these tight junctions. So when food comes in and hopefully we're digesting, I always say you're not what you eat, you're what you digest, absorb and assimilate, right? Um, so as we break down that food, the job of the gut is to basically take in the nutrients into the body so we can use that for food, all right? Which is what you were touching upon before. Food is energy, I love that. It's like, we need to love our bodies and we need to love the food because the food that we eat should be loving foods that basically love our body and turn that into healthy things, right? So um, the quality of the foods you eat basically determines the quality of your energy. Um, so what happens is we take in those nutrients and then the gut kicks everything else out, bad out of the body, right? Leaky gut is when those tight junctions now become opened up, they become porous. So things that should not get into the body now get into the body, things like undigested food, like undigested proteins, those become food sensitivities, things like yeast and fungus and mold and uh, inflammation. I always say we don't die of old age, we die of inflammation. Well, inflammation gets through leaky gut. So when Hippocrates said all disease begins in the gut, I interpret that as leaky gut, all right? And I even take that one step further into like what's going on with our stomach, which is low hydrochloric acid as we age, all right, because we're not digesting our food. So I think one amazing tip for everybody out there is 20 to 30 minutes before your biggest meal of the day, get some apple cider vinegar, unless you have acid reflux, sit this one out, um, or you can try a little bit of mouth, but get acid, acid, uh, apple cider vinegar, about a teaspoon, mix that with just a few ounces of water, and then drink that on an empty stomach. Apple cider vinegar, while it's acidic outside the body, has a very alkalizing effect once you metabolize it and drink it. It's gonna basically gently start to build up the hydrochloric acid in your stomach. Um, it's gonna kill off pathogens, which are bad, like H. pylori and other you know, inflammatory bacteria in your gut. And ultimately it's gonna improve the digestive process. So now you can break down those foods better because ultimately if we're not breaking those foods down, then we're gonna attack those foods in our gut and that creates inflammation. 
more leaky gut. So again, leaky gut is when these things that are in the, in the, in the intestines and the microbiome that shouldn't get into the body, again, yeast, fungus, mold, undigested protein, candida, inflammation, they get in. And once they're in the blood, boom, that becomes bad. Um, it becomes this systemic you know, highway. They start to go to the weakest parts of the body. So for some people, that might be brain fog. For other people, that might be hypothyroidism. For other people, that might be you know, reproductive issues because that is acidic, that's inflammation, and it's gonna affect every downstream issue in the body. And to your point, it is like holes in the gut, right? What causes it? Sugar, grains, artificial sweetener, dairy, and the biggest one, antibiotics, right? Antibiotics is like a napalm bomb going off in your gut. It wipes off your gut for two years. But again, we've all been there. We've all had that, right? Um, so I have a lot of hacks that you guys can do that can heal that in a couple of weeks. So this stuff is all repairable. I know it seems a little bit like a Debbie Downer right now, but the reality is that we are under attack 24-7. You've got to take this serious. You've got to take care of your gut. Most doctors aren't telling you or are not saying anything about it, but like you have to take care of your gut. And if you do that, I promise your gut will take care of you. It'll take care of your brain and the rest of your body. Can we, I love all of this. This is amazing. And I know everybody listening is, has had at least three or four like light bulb moments. Cause I know I have, but I want to talk about antibiotics again, just, just for a tiny second, because I know people who know what antibiotics do to your body. And so we'll just swear them off completely. Um, I, I try not to, especially when I was pregnant, I was, I just didn't feel comfortable taking an antibiotic, but I wonder for you personally, do you, do you swear them off or do you just have a right probiotic? Cause this is the biggest problem mm. I think is doctors are so quick to get doctors. I love you, but you're so quick to give antibiotics without even talking about here's how to get your gut health right again. Here's how to bring, introduce that good bacteria back in. And I don't understand that at all. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's a phenomenal question. It's a loaded question. I'm glad that we're talking about it. Listen, antibiotics are an amazing thing. It's one of the most incredible, um, you know, in, inventions in human history. I mean, it's here to save lives. But to your point, it's given away like candy, especially to, to children and kids. I, I did a post last night on Instagram, my little Leah, who's six, she's the sweetest little girl. Um, I'm so blessed to say that she's never had an antibiotic in her life. My son, Brady mm. Design, he's never had an antibiotic. And it's not like they're like these super kids. Like, no, they're children. They get sick. I have three. None of them have ever had it because I just don't, I just feel weird about it. I don't know, but help me. <laughs> and, and yeah, I'm going to help you. And, and it's important that we're talking about this. And it's not about like swearing off antibiotics because if we need it, thank God we have it. Yeah. But we should have an antibiotic and take it if we're going to die. If we have a bacterial infection that's so bad and it's like threatening our life, that's when antibiotics come into the rescue. But the challenge is you go to the doctor. And they feel like they have to do something for you. So they're they're writing these scripts. And I remember growing up, like I was on antibiotics all the time. Like I remember my dad giving me like these little yellow and blue pills. They were amoxicillin. Like I had ear infections every two weeks. I had tonsils in my, or my tonsils were taken out. Um, I mean, the amount of things that like happened to me as a children, it's amazing. I turned out the way that I am, I'm okay. But it just shows how resilient the body is. But antibiotic means against life. And you mentioned probiotic. We'll talk about that in a second. That means for life. So it's not about swearing them off. It's about knowing what's going on in the body with yourself or your children and knowing and having something ready to go. And the whole purpose of this video was so that parents don't have to go to antibiotics right away. Because the reality is, is that most of the time it's viral, not bacterial. You know, she had a dry cough. And if you give her antibiotics, it'd be like, why? So you're putting this mold in the body, which is what antibiotics is. And you know, mold is obviously a very dangerous pathogen for the body. 
Most secrete spores that goes out and kills bacteria. That's why antibiotics work. But what happens is it wipes out the whole body, wipes out the gut, not just the bad guys, but the good guys. So you have to look at your gut like a garden. You want lots of flowers. You don't want lots of weeds. But for most of us, because of our history of sugar, yep, me, antibiotics, yep, me, stress eating, yep, me, and all the other things, right? Now, those weeds have overtaken the garden. This is what we call dysbiosis, where you have more bad bacteria than good bacteria. They're like snipers, and they're taking out the good guys. And that is causing so much danger in our, in our body. So it's not about saying avoid the antibiotic. What I was talking about now is having something in place that's going to work. So I, I talked about she had a, um, like a, a scratchy throat. So I was giving her a little Manuka honey to soothe that because every time she swallows, she's like, daddy, it hurts like glass. So I gave her a teaspoon of Manuka honey a couple times a day. And Manuka honey, the only honey we should use, not local honey, not other honeys, Manuka, because it's got high antibacterial properties to it. But the number on it, 16 is the Manuka factor, shows the power of it. So that just soothed and calmed her throat. I also gave her some of my acid kicking minerals, which has not just like magnesium and potassium bicarbonate, but it has sodium bicarbonate. So you mix that with a little water and that is going to calm the inflammation. So those are two things that we did. But what about the actual viral uh, you know, pathogen? So I gave her something called Sovereign Silver. Have you guys heard of that before? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And guys, I, I have no ties to any of these companies except my own. And I'm not here to push my products either. But Sovereign Silver is amazing because it tastes like water. Um, it's what we give our kids when anything pops up. Argentin 23 is a little stronger. It's another one in there. It's the same company. It's the ingredient is called bioactive silver hydrosol. So I don't recommend colloidal silver. That's a much bigger molecule. I like bioactive because it's a smaller molecule and it's safe. It's safe for us. It's safe for children. So I basically gave her half a teaspoon of that two to three times a day, had her swish it in her mouth and swallow that. Why do I love this? Number one, it's easy for kids to do. Number two, and easy for adults to do, right? Because sometimes we can be bigger babies <laughs> than our kids. I'm one. Um, but um, it's, it's an antiviral. So it's going to basically stop viral replication. All right. Number two, it's antibacterial. Number three, it's antifungal. So it kills mold as well. And number four, it's an immunomodulator. So it kills the bad guys, but it boosts immune system function without taking out your gut. In fact, my leaky gut protocol involves using that silver product with aloe and you combine the two. Um, and then you basically drink that three times a day. I'm, I can tell you what that protocol is or not. We can say that for another time, but basically that's what heals your gut. So it kills the bad guys. It preserves the good, healthy guys, the probiotics, and it strengthens your gut where antibiotics basically wipes out your gut. So every yeah. time you take an antibiotic, here's what you need to know. You are wiping out your gut microbiome for two years. And now you're basically creating this conducive environment for all those bad guys. Because literally we all have them living in there under the radar and they're waiting for that stressful moment to say, all right, guys, let's go get the troops and let's go attack this person. That could be, uh, you know, E. coli or Pseudomonas, or it could be um, Epstein-Barr or Lyme or anything, which are just kind of hiding and lying dormant like a seed. But like once you add water to the seed, the seed sprouts, right? Mm -hmm. I, I love sprouts. But like the same thing, like once they're stressed or antibiotic, these guys just like, let's go. And they start to basically multiply and they start to take over and it creates more of this passive. So we're not here to bash medicine. Medicine's important, but it's for crisis care. If you're in a crisis, take the antibiotic, right? That's for the crisis. But most of the time we're not, we could do something like what I was just talking about. And there's a lot of different ways you can go about that. There are so many natural alternative ways. And I don't even like to use the word alternative. Alternative to what? Like drug? No. Like these <laughs> are things that strengthen our body and are going to help you get through what you need to get through. And God, literally one day, like two days ago, she was like dead to the world. Like she slept, she was sweating. I adjusted her as well. The next day she was like her normal self again. 
I was like, wow, we got to do a video about this. This is so cool. And this is, I think this is the defense that I have even as somebody who would like to subscribe to more holistic and, and does really like, I I'm very resistant to drastic measures when they're not needed. Um, but, but I want my kids to feel better. You know what I mean? Like it's that constant fight in your mind of like, I just want him to feel better. So if this is going to make him feel better, I'm tempted to do it. So it's so nice to know that you don't have to do something that maybe you don't feel is needed and they can still feel better and it will actually benefit them because I, I definitely feel for those parents that just want them yes. to feel better. We all, we all want, I, I love that you said that we all, there's nothing worse than a screaming kid <sighs> or a kid like that's like crying, craving their sugar. Kids are more addicted than we are. I mean, the average American eats 130 pounds of sugar every year. That equates to about 38 teaspoons a day. Kids are actually more addicted than we are. And so many times, like we just want them to be quiet, right? I was like, <laughs> we love our, we love our kids more than anything in the world. We'll do anything for them. But like kids are smart. They, I wish I could sell like, like my kids can sell. Like they know how to manipulate and they go to mom and then like mom's, you know, mom knows how to handle anything from the dad on the sucker. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, like kids are smart and we want to soothe them. We don't want to see our kids suffer. So this is why we have to have things ready to go, hoping that we don't have to use them. But if we do like the other night, then I had like, I had it ready to go. You know, I gave her the manuka, I gave her the minerals. Um, I had some throat coat tea, which is um, an amazing tea yep. that kids love to taste. Like Yogi makes it, traditional medicinals make it. So there's, I have like about 20 of these things in my arsenal and we have them here ready to go. But like, you just need to use two or three of them and it will soothe them. It will calm them. They work better than the drugs. So you're gonna, you're gonna accomplish all the things that you're talking about um, with making your kids not suffer and feel good. But at the same time, you can actually get them better faster, you know, and yeah. I think that's the goal. Like we got to, you know, do two pathways, like make them feel better, but also get them better. Yeah. I didn't know about the two year thing. That is, I knew what antibiotics did. It's like, a, like you said, a nuclear bomb going off. I didn't know the time span. So that's, that is new information for me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It just wipes out the gut. And again, like, you know, you think you're treating something and fixing something in the moment. And what happens is now, you're going to be suffering with so many other things down the road because of what just happened. Um, and it's just amazing the trickle effect after. So after, so while you're taking a um, antibiotic, if you have to go there, right, don't beat yourself up over that. If you have to do it, you need to take a probiotic. Um, I think it's very important, but probiotics still won't touch the damage that an antibiotic does. So I'm going to give you guys a really cool tip here. There's something called molecular hydrogen. Have you heard of it before? Right. And you can get it in a tablet form. Like our filter here in our house is, is a hydrogen filter. So it filters out all the bad stuff in the water, um, but it dissolves hydrogen in. So I love that as a filter, but you could just get tablets. And if, you know, you had to basically go that route, you just put the tablet in water. It dissolves in like, you know, 10 minutes and then you drink that on an empty stomach. And it's the only thing out there that the research shows that can actually outpace the damaging effect that an antibiotic has to your gut at wiping out your healthy microflora. So an antibiotic goes in, it wipes out all the good guys and the bad guys. And then now you're left with just this wiped out kind of, you know, war zone, right? Hydrogen is going to actually build up those anaerobic microflora, the good guys faster than the antibiotic can take it out. So take the probiotic, take uh, the hydrogen. And again, you can get those online for like, you know, 20 or 30 bucks. They're not expensive. Um, so you don't have to go out and buy, you know, a, a two, $3,000 filter. You can just get those. 
But again, have them ready to go. God forbid you need to go there because your gut makes hydrogen. It, make, it shouldn't, or it should make it. It should make 10 liters of hydrogen every day. But for most of us, because our guts have become so acidic from this inverted way of just lifestyle living, um, stress eating and emotional stress and all that stuff, the gut is just kind of deficient. It's depleted and it's not making enough hydrogen. And if we give it more hydrogen, it's amazing how the gut will just kind of heal so many things from that. So that's a really powerful um, tool, tip that a lot of people don't know about that we love to use. Hey, Lindsay here. Have you seen what's new inside my Align Your Mind membership? Members already get instant access to my best hypnotherapy audios, mindset hacks, manifesting methods, and more on demand right at their fingertips. But now when you join AYM, you'll also get a major VIP level upgrade with my brand new goal-focused hypnotherapy toolkits. These toolkits inside AYM are carefully curated hypnotherapy bundles designed with your specific goals in mind. Whether you desire to call in more money consistently, get out of the mindset rut that you're in, renew your passion and confidence, manifest with more ease and power, cultivate more self-love and inner knowing, or finally release the burdens from your past and heal, once your subconscious mind is on board with your goal, it's a done deal, and that's what my toolkits are designed to do for you. So if you're ready to rewire your mind, release what's holding you back, and manifest your desires with ease, the AYM membership is where it's at. Just hit the link in the episode description and start embodying your highest potential. Mm, oh, I like it. I like yeah, hydrogen. I haven't heard filters. that one. I'm gonna look that up. I'm gonna look up hydrogen filter now <laughs> for my water. Yeah, um, uh, a very, um, a very good one. Again, no ties to the company. I know the owner very, but Synergy Science is my favorite. Um, it's it's just a really, really great quality. Um, I've been using mine for years, and yeah, we just we drink it all the time. So you got to have clean water. I mean, I'll never forget the study that came out when I was living in New York City um, about New York City drinking water. It's like, oh, it's oh, the best no. tap water in the world. Like maybe amongst tap waters it is, but you know the the study that they showed found 316 contaminants in New York City tap water. Of those, they found ibuprofen, which is a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory. By the way, the 16th cause of death in this country are NSAIDs. They found DEET, which is something that you find in insect repellent. And get this, this is the best one. They found Prozac in New York City drinking water. Take one guess where that one came from. That. <laughs> It people? came from the ur- yes, yes. It <laughs> came from the urinary discharge of people taking the drug, which yeah. for New Yorkers is not such a bad thing because we're all crazy. But like our tap water is so toxic. We, we're more toxic than we've ever been in human history. Go back to that plant analogy. You could be putting all the best things into the body, which is our approach. We want to stack. We want to add. In the new year, that's how you do it. But if we're not addressing the toxicity in the body, then it's like that dog chasing its tail over and over and over. We have to reduce the toxicity. So you have to look at the water. You have to look at like what the quality of foods are. You know, the average female basically has um, about 550 um, synthetic chemicals that they're putting on their body every single day. So you mentioned uh, the environment, like your environment. I love that, Kelsey, when you're talking about like our environment, like it's not just about like our internal environment, but it's about the environment that we live in. Like our homes are more toxic than the outside, sometimes a hundred times. So like I have an a great filter right here. And I'm constantly trying to improve the air quality and the things that we live in because, you know, if, if we ingest toxins, we become more toxic. So um, yeah. the key to longevity is not only giving our body the things that it needs to thrive and survive, which are strength eating foods and the right supplements, right? Because we take supplements because our body needs them. And there's a core set of five supplements that we all need to take, even our kids, but we also have to detoxify. It's like, you know, I'm doing a, uh, I'm taking a big group on a 10 day detox right now. And um, it's so important because like you can't, this is, I talk about like weed seed feed. You can't go in and put like healthy things on top of all this rubble. 
Like, I remember when we were in New York City, my son, who's now nine, he was three, he loved to go look at like demolition sites and like, you know, big cranes. And I remember like walking by all this rubble. I'm like, how can you grow a garden in that rubble? You can't. So you got to clean out and weed and detoxify the gut. And then you can start to seed and then feed. Yeah. And then if you're lucky and blessed enough, that's when the garden starts to grow. But that's why detoxification is so critical. Yeah. And we've actually done a couple of episodes. If you guys scroll back in the archives, there's some detoxing for your beauty products and for your home cleaning products. Because mm -hmm. like Love anything that. that goes on your skin is going into your body. So like if you want to eat it, don't put it on your skin. Uh, just pro tip there. But before we Love head that. over to the Patreon and wrap it up, I'm wondering maybe, I'm wondering this, if you could have a wish that would be granted and you're like, I wish for nobody to ever eat these three foods ever again, what would it be? Ooh, I wow. like it. Wow. No pressure. Ooh, that is a lot <laughs> of pressure. You're saving humanity. Okay. All <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. These are maybe going to be some unusual suspects. Um, so Perfect. I'm just going to call three. I, it's, I want to call three that it might not be like the worst food that like, a lot of people aren't eating, but I want to call out some unusual suspects that are absolutely destroying your body that most people are eating. Perfect, um, so, because I really want to help people, I think that's going to help people better. Um, so, I think number one is going to be peanuts and peanut butter. Sorry, I know there's a lot of people cursing hey. you off right now. Um, and here's and here's why. Um, and peanut, and I'll tell you why peanut butter is actually worse than the peanuts. Peanuts um, have 21 different forms of aflatoxin, which is actually a cancer-causing fungus, a cancer-causing mold that causes cancer. Um, corn, by the way, is actually worse, but more people eat peanut butter than corn, so that's why I'm, I'm calling out corn, uh, peanut butter. Um, and what they do is they take all the, because it's very, it, it basically becomes very moldy, um, and mold is something that should not be in our body. Mold kills. Mold is there to basically decay and break down things, not decay your body from the inside out. And trust me, I had some issues with mold living back in California It nearly killed me. Um, and thank God I got out of the, the death trap that I was in. It's a whole nother story. Um, so they take all the pretty looking cocktail peanuts with less mold and that's what goes in the cocktail jars because you don't see it. And then all the moldy ones, they mash those up and that becomes your peanut butter because you can't see it. No, you're um, not telling the truth. Come on. I have, don't, I have don't little shoot the children, doctor. They love PB&J. How am I supposed, what? And, 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 Thank you for saying that, Lindsay, but you love your children more than you do what the poison is doing to them. And I remember my dad eating peanut butter like every day. He loved I it, don't. you know? Um, I don't so so here's it, the thing. I believe it's not, it. Guys, here it is. Not about giving up the foods that we love, all right? It's about finding better versions of the foods that we love so that we're not going to take our body out. So yes, we got to give up peanut butter. You got to avoid that one like the plague because again, it is doing so many bad things to the body. Um, but like a better alternative would be something like um, some raw almond butter um, or some cacao butter, all right? And maybe the kids might not love it as much at first, but they'll grow to love it if they're not giving right. it that anymore, okay? Um, so that is a very, very uh, big one. So again, sorry, all you peanut butter lovers out there. Well, but Honestly, my husband- Almond butter is not that different. Time. It's okay. Hell's it's not that. And there's some amazing companies out there that taste awesome. Um, and you know, there's, there's really good tasting ones out there. All right. Um, all right. So that's number one. Um, number two, again, these are unusual suspects. I wouldn't say like the very worst food in the world, but like, these are foods that you're eating that you've got to think differently about, um, kombucha. All right. So mm -hmm. I know people are cursing me probably again, people think that kombucha is a health food. Why? Because it's got probiotics in it. So what I say is just take the probiotic, <laughs> right. which we all need. 
All right. It's like it's like red wine has resveratrol. All right. Red wine's good for us because that well, it's good for us because it calms it down because maybe we're crazy at the end of the day. So there's that's a good part of it. But like it's still alcohol, which is massively acidic to the body. Um, so again, um, it's like, what are we saying about the kombucha? Yes, there's a probiotic in it, but the probiotic take the probiotic. But the fact with kombucha is there's so much fermentation in it, you're going to get massive amounts of yeast, which by the way, is one of the worst things for the gut. We all have yeast living in the gut in a small amount because yeast breaks things down. We need it in small amounts, but most people have the overgrowth called the candida infection. If you crave sugar, most likely you have an overgrowth of candida. If you see white on your tongue, most likely that is candida. Um, if you have brain fog, most likely it's candida in your gut causing the brain fog up there. So the other problem with kombucha is the fermentation process to basically you know, make what it makes. Um, it yields so much alcohol that right now they're in discussions of labeling kombucha as an alcoholic drink because most of the time you're getting more than the 0.08 legal limit of alcohol. So it becomes an acidic nightmare. I can't tell you when I did this post on Instagram, it was the, probably the biggest reaction I ever got like hundreds and hundreds of comments of people, whoa, now it makes sense. I was wondering why I feel like crap after, after drinking that. Again, that's my second unusual suspect. And then the third unusual suspect, it's not the worst food on the planet, but again, it's something that we're all eating that I grew up thinking is a health food, which is brown rice and white rice. All right, we gotta get off of all grains. Grains are stored, they get moldy, not to mention grains cause leaky gut. They're loaded with lectins and the lectins eat away at the gut. Um, Stephen Guntry talks about this in Plant Paradox. Brown rice is actually worse for you than white rice. The reason being is because it has the whole seed, all three layers, mm -hmm. and it has 80 times more arsenic than white rice, and it has the lectins. Yes, white rice has no nutrients. It's devoid of everything. Um, it's a pure starch. The better option, okay, would be quinoa, which is not a grain. It's a seed or something like wild rice, which is not a grain. It's, um, it's a grass. So again, like, they're not the worst foods, guys. Carbonated water would be another one. Like carbonated water, it just creates bloating. It's an acidic nightmare. We breathe in oxygen. We breathe out carbon dioxide gas. It's the waste product. So why the hell we want to put that in water and drink it, right? It's causing massive acidification to your gut. We need to avoid CO2, all right, and get breathing back into our lifestyle. So those are like the ones wow. I think that are more useful to people because people don't, like you guys, like, whoa, that's crazy. That's shocking. But don't shoot the messenger because they are reality affecting you. And listen, if you have them here or there, guys, not a big deal. It's not about deprivation. It's about moderation, all right? But what I want you to do is eat less of them, but also start to incorporate more of those swaps because the swaps are the key to a healthier lifestyle. Mm. I have I have to say this, Kels, before we go to Patreon. I just texted my husband because he's at the store getting groceries. He, no, I said, buy the peanut butter. I did. I said, don't buy peanut butter, get almond butter. And he goes, okay, oh, no, what did you earn? <laughs> that, that was better than the alternative I thought you were going to get back in that text, that you wouldn't be able to read to everybody. <laughs> and don't buy peanuts either. He eats peanuts all the time. And get this, you go to Whole Foods. If Whole Foods was healthy, they call it health foods, right? So it's, it's not like the healthiest place in the world. Shop the perimeter. If it can go bad, it's good. But like you see the peanuts in the in like the, the glass jar where you can make your own peanut butter. That's actually worse for you than the peanut butter you buy in the jar. Because now, you know it's bad about peanuts, all right? We talked about that. But now it's exposed to the elements, light, oxygen. Those are all things that actually make mold grow faster. They feed mold, right? Because mold all it needs is, is oxygen. You know, obviously some water, but also a um, a food source. So mm. it's been proven that those are actually, when you make it fresh, we're thinking like, whoa, I'm making fresh peanut butter. This is better for me. It's right. actually the worst form of all of it. So hopefully that helps you guys. This it's is all. No. 
with the intention I'm to make it like a peanut butter without seeing mold now i'm just gonna look at it and i'm gonna see all the mold and then i'm just gonna i'm it's done it's over for me now yeah yeah mold mold is mold is bad it's dangerous and um <sighs> you know it's in a, it's in a lot of stuff we don't know about yeah and that's mm -hmm. uh, and that's why like i avoid mushrooms you know again uh medicinal mushrooms i'm a big fan of like shaga uh lion's mane i love those those are actually will kill off candida but like um but most like mushrooms that you buy in a store, those are a fungus that has a lot of mold. It is a fungus, it is a mold. Um, you know, so again, if you like, my son loves them, so he eats them, but because of my history, you know, back in California with mold, I just won't go near them. Um, but again, like if they're if, if in, in acidic food, like this, what I love about, you know, what Kelly Ripley said, it's 80-20. It's like, you're not, it's not about like avoiding those foods, like just, just a little bit of them, like find yeah. your balance. It's not about, like, I don't believe in dry January, I'm calling it damp January. Like. Like, don't go from one extreme to the Today, other. Extreme. I was like, it's more of a damp January. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So funny. I mean, it's like, because you go from one extreme to the other extreme, and then you just rebound. Yeah. And then, like, we count down the days because 92% of people fail with the resolutions by January 15th. And we count down the days, and then we don't make it. And then we beat ourselves up and we feel defeated. And then what do we do? It's like we start putting the sugar and we start pouring the alcohol in. And we just kind of live this dreaded yo-yo and then the new year happens and like it's the same thing over and over and over. We got to stop that. This is not about die it, right? It's not a die it. We don't die. We don't deprive. It's about a lifestyle. So find your yeah. balance that works for you and do it. Like, I love your approach you guys with this podcast. It's about like loving yourself, loving the food, doing things that's going to empower your body physically, emotionally, chemically, and spiritually. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think the spirit is the most important thing. And this is why I like things like meditation and, you know, like I could tell you what to do and what to eat and all that. But like, if we don't have a powerful why and weight loss could be a why, but it's a superficial why I want you guys to go deep down, like so far into your soul that it moves you down to your soul. When you think about this purpose, this why it actually gives you goosebumps, right? So when the, you know, what hits the fan, it's not going to derail you because that's what happened, you know, three years ago, it's like, you know, this, this virus came and. Most of us crawled into the foxhole, but the people that were doing all the right things, like they did well, right? But most of us started stress eating and people are still stuck in that mode. So add, 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 don't take away, add, weigh out the good, weigh out the bad. And if you do that, you guys can do this fine. Yes, add and replace, and then you'll live a very abundant, nutritious, fun, exciting, tasteful life, lifestyle. I love this. And it can Thank be fun so and much. tasteful. It doesn't have to be boring. It can be, and yes. it will be, it will be. It will be yeah. Fun. Would you say the best swap real quick before we transition over for kombucha? Would you say green juice? Would you say lemon water? Would you say plain water? All of the above. Okay. Um, I, green juice is my favorite. It's the core of what I call a strength eating diet. Um, the very first thing I do is I wake up, I get a scoop of greens. I mix that and I drink that. It could be a fresh green juice as well. Stay away from uh, the fruit. But I love that. I love like, like a ginger turmeric, uh, lemon, black pepper tea. Uh, what I call an acid kicking tea because it's anti-inflammatory. Um, it's got antioxidants, alkalizing. So all those that you mentioned are phenomenal swaps. Perfect. Okay, great. Because I know only kombucha drinkers out there and be like, man, what am I supposed to drink? Just plain water? No, there's other things you can drink. Okay, it yeah, doesn't have to lemon be boring. Water, lime water, grapefruit, and give some like uh, uh, fruit and infuse it. Berries are low sugar, right? So there's so many different things that you can do um, in in place of that. But take yes. the probiotic. Take the probiotic. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. This has been so amazing. Um, real quick, please let everyone know where they can read your books, how they can work with you, find out more about you, absorb more of your wisdom, your medicine. Thank you. Well, it was such a pleasure we do. And first, I want to thank you guys for having me on. You are two amazing people, acid kickers. And 
just for getting the word out in the way that you do. You guys make it so real and realistic and doable. And that's the challenge with so many doctors and nutritionists is that it's like, it's, and maybe I did overwhelm a lot of people today because I talk fast because I'm from New York. <laughs> so I want, I want to get twice the amount of information in one podcast, but just pick one thing, right? And then just start with that and then stack from there. But um, I love your approach and it's just so connectable to people. And I think that's why um, people love you. I love you guys because of that. So thank you for what you're doing. You can find me at getoffyouracid, I gotta say that part slow, dot com. Um, my first book was Get Off Your Acid. My newest book is Get Off Your Sugar from Stress Eating to Strength Eating. Uh, Instagram, we have two, it's Get Off Your Acid, uh, which is more of like our acid kicking supplements, um, acid kicking alcohol, acid kicking coffee, really cool stuff. Um, and then we have Dr. Daryl Jaffrey, which is D-R-D-A-R-Y-L-G-I-O-F-F-R-E. And that's where I'm giving like all of my, the stuff that you hear today, that's on the Dr. Daryl Joffrey um, side of it. And it's a really fun, cool Instagram channel where I just wanna, I wanna educate you guys and empower you and entertain you with things that's gonna just help you live um, this healthy lifestyle. But again, like you guys in just a very realistic, doable way. So that's where you can find me. And uh, if you wanna coach with me, I do gut testing. Uh, we do um, MRT food sensitivity tests virtually all over the world, but you know, especially here in this country, it's easier. Um, we do uh, a stool sample tests and we send those kits to you. It's like a lab package. So if you wanna test your gut and find out what's going on and um, if there's things you can do to fix your gut and everybody, there is things you can do. You can go to the link in my bio on Dr. Daryl Joffrey, check that out. Uh, we're running a promo right now. I'm a discount for that right now in the new year. So um, we don't do that that often. So check it out. Sweet. Thank you. I'll be sure to link to your Instagram, your website, all that jazz in the show notes. So people can just scroll down, click that. There's always some goodies in there for you guys. Thank you so much, Dr. Daryl. We are really excited to keep chatting with you for a couple more moments over on the Patreon. If you guys aren't in the Patreon, you can just go to patreon.com slash high vibe to join. It's just a couple bucks a month to help support the show, keep the lights on, and you get extended episodes. It's great. And you get to watch the video. So it's like, I don't know, more visual, more fun. You get to comment. Um, we throw in bonuses for you guys in there. So yeah, it's a fun place for the VIP homies to hang out. So find us there. Until next time, we love you guys so much. Happy 2024. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. Thank you to everybody who has left a review and shared the podcast with friends and family. We super appreciate it. It really helps the show a lot. You can further support the show by joining patreon.com slash high vibe to get exclusive content, extended episodes, bonuses, and more. Thanks again for listening. We love you so much. And we'll be back next week with another new episode. Bye. Bye.